Spotify. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today, within the Librocube is, of course, Internet Day, in which I discuss, and you conceivably listen, because you are hearing these words, things from the interwebs, both funny and edumacational, comedies and brains, the best of both, um, one worlds, internet worlds, I don't know where I was going with that one. Something I like to say at the top of every show is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, this is ridiculous. Why do I keep saying that? It's so ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes because that, my friends, is what helps podcasts grow and flourish like a beautiful flower. It's a internet day, so I do not give a spoiler warning at the top of the show. Although that basically was a spoiler warning, so I'm an idiot. It is raining pretty hard today. Medium hard. Yeah, let's go medium hard. So uh, hopefully that does not affect the audio too, too much. Uh, however, on sort of that audio note last episode that I edited uh, was a video games day, and uh, I found a little trick that I think is going to make audio on this podcast better from here on out, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, I'm sort of doing this all by my lonesome, with no help whatsoever, so kind of muddling my way along, with the help of the internet. Definitely, definitely could, couldn't do it without the internet. Well, for the reason that this is only available on the internet, and uh, I've used it as a resource to figure out how to go about doing most of the things I do podcast-related. So thank you for that. Uh, that's why Internet Day episodes have a, a very strong place in my heart. Hmm. The, uh, the thing I found on uh, the audio software that I use is something called Leveler, which uh, levels at the audio, so kind of lowers the highs and heightens the lows, if you will, and just gives a overall better sound. So you're not going to have things too loud and then things too soft. Uh, I've, I've only done it on one episode, but uh, I like the looks of the the looks and sounds of it so far. So, with that, we will get to our last piece of podcast-related business. Oh, wait, no, I have two more. Sorry. I didn't mean to get your hopes up there. Uh, the second last is that this podcast, meaning this one, what? No. Has an app. There's an app for this. Available for your listening and convenience pleasure in the Android store. Uh, for free, even. Mm. So, uh, have a download of that. Why not? You may as well, when you think about it. 
and that will take us to the last piece of podcast-related business. And of course, because it is a business, we gotta make some money. Yeah. So, we have a sponsor every day. Hmm. Raking in the dough. Raking it in. Raking. I've had, I've gone through several different rakes. Several different dough rakes, just with the amount of dough raking I'm doing. Today's sponsor is Nickelodeon brand, I don't grow, Slim Slime Weight Loss Supplement. Hmm. Once again, today's sponsor is Nickelodeon brand, I don't grow, Slim Slime Weight Loss Supplement. (laughs) Okay, so, item the first from the internet is from Miss Felicia Day. Miss Felicia Day, who has her uh, YouTube channel Geek and Sundry who I have spoken of a myriad of times in high, high regard. Between her and Mr. Chris Hardwick, who I speak of every single Friday internet day, uh, they have sort of the nerdy, geeky YouTube channel covered, as far as I'm concerned. I watch uh, from both of their YouTube channels tons of stuff. Basically, whatever they put up, I will watch every single week. And we'll occasionally bring it back, and we'll try to always bring it back if it's something new. Something I haven't brought back before. Uh, in this case, it is something called Co-Optitude, uh, which is basically, and uh, I like this idea, Felicia Day and her brother Ryan Day, spelled R-Y-O-N, which is strange. So I mention it, and it's oddness. I've never seen Ryan spelled that way, but why not, hey? They sit around and play a uh, video game, a video game from the past. A blast from the past, if you will. Uh, And quite often, (laughs) it will not be a good game. It will be a game where you will look at it and say, Oh God, how did we used to play games like this and enjoy them? (laughs) There's looking back on video games fondly, and then there's actually dusting them off and playing them and realizing that they're they're not very good. Uh, The game they chose here was called uh, Nickelodeon Guts. I very, very vaguely remember, if not this, another Nickelodeon-created game show. It may have been this, it may not have been this. They probably sort of melded together in my in my brain. It's one of those game shows for kids where there's, like, obstacle courses and slime. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And crazy shit goes down, and perhaps there's questions in trivia? I don't I don't really remember it. This game is for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Sometimes shortened to uh, SNES. SNES. Which is fun to say, I have just realized. SNES. Uh, the game looked pretty brutal. <laughs> brutal from the point of not being fun and incredibly difficult. That was something... Uh, because games had sort of somewhat recently transferred over from the arcade, they were still what you could call, I guess, arcade difficult. Because when games were in the arcade, the creators of the games made them extremely difficult so that you kept pumping in the quarters. So when games moved over to the console, despite no quarters being pumped in, 
they still sort of retain some of that difficulty. That has obviously gone quite a bit down, and I'm not complaining because I don't like a frustrating game. There was a, within this game, bungee lacrosse and a bungee basketball game. Basically, you're on a bungee cord, jumping around, shooting hoops. The sort of main focus of this video seemed to be uh, an op obstacle course section because Ryan uh, did it, I think, I think he did it every time, completed the obstacle course every time, but Felicia, I think, was not able to complete it any time, so she was just getting super, super frustrated. Uh, I'm kind of uh, amazed that these two seem to get along so well. <laughs> uh, my sister and I do get along now. However, sort of back in the day, we did not get along at all. And I don't know if we could get together on a weekly basis and play video games. Uh, maybe we could. Yep. You hear that, Ashley? There was one point in this video where Ryan, <laughs> I thought Felicia was going to tear his friggin' balls off, he accidentally hit the reset button with his foot, so they had to start all over again, which just looked like... This, this looked like they deserve money for doing this, because it looked like in a sort of excruciating experience. Folks, um, I'm stopping to get coffee, so I will edit, edit, edit this out, and be back in a moment. Uh, just before I do that, in the seconds I have left, literally seconds, I will say, highly recommend Geek and Sundry and the Nerdist YouTube channels. Bada boom, bada bing. Editing, editing, editing. On the road again, road again. Well, I got friggin' soaked at that drive-thru. But I do have a coffee and a donut, no less. Mm. A coffee and a donut. Yeah, take that. Um, Satan. What? Okay, let's move on to item the second, which is uh, actually two items that I've combined into one. It is two big thinks. Haven't brought back a big think in a while. They have done some, um, uh, I guess, retooling to their YouTube channel, and I'm not necessarily digging it. It's almost like they've split it into two different sections, one for regular Big Think videos, which they are not posting as many, and one for, I forget what they call them, but it's almost like extended versions of their videos. I, I, I don't know. It's, a, it's For some reason, it's not capturing me as, as much as it used to, so that's unfortunate. Uh, that being said, I did like the sounds and looks of this one, so I decided to bring it back. They are both talks... Very short talks, uh, I think under five minutes each of them, from a Dr. Andrew Wheel, or Whale, W-E-I-L, is his last name. That's how you would spell it. How you say it is up to you. Weile, I like to say it. Uh, both talks focus somewhat on the same subject, so that's why I thought I could combine them into one uh, and it was basically happiness and well-being. Oh, that's nice. On this rainy day on my drive to work to think of happiness and well-being. Hmm. Uh, one thing he spoke of, and this makes sense, and I, I liked it, so I wrote it down and brought it back. That's what I do. Uh, it's 
the thought of happiness versus contentment. He sort of pointed out that when asked people, when you ask people, what would make you happy? If you could pick one thing in the world, what would make you happy? And quite often, in fact, the majority of the time, they will pick a thing or a material or to have more of something. So say to be, to have more money is sort of the obvious choice. To have a big home, to have a fancy car, things like that. And they're all sort of uh, external forces on your life uh, and quite often only short-lived. So it's sort of the initial gain in which you feel that uh, inrush of happiness, uh, which quickly fades. Now, then he points to contentment, which is sort of a totally different animal, and something that, rather than being sort of influenced from without, from external forces, is something that comes from within. Hmm. Sort of inner feelings, and uh, is much more long-term sort of how it affects your life. So that sort of feeling of uh, well-being and enjoying where you are in your life at any given moment uh, is something that's much, much more important than the occasional happiness, because as a whole, it affects you more often. Do you feel what I'm saying? It is good, and I liked it. Uh, he also pointed out the sort of undeniable correlation between depression and creativity. Hmm. So th this was an interesting thought that I'd never considered. Quite often, artists, people who excel at creative tasks, suffer from depression. And he pointed out a reason which makes sort of total logical sense. Uh, depression is quite often focusing inwards and on one particular thing, sort of over and over, and you can't get it out of your can't get it out of your head, and you're constantly thinking about it, and your brain just won't turn off. So when that uh, ability, let's even call it, of your brain is focused on things other than what you are depressed about, um, it allows for a sort of, uh, I don't know, focused creativity as a way to look at it, but I think it might be. Hmm. Uh, he went on to point out that one in ten Americans are on antidepressants. So that's a pretty astounding fact. Uh, and his last bit that I wrote down anyways was how he talked about um, that depression does not even exist in tribes. So sort of, well, tribes. Uh, I don't, how else do you say that? So say in Papa, Papa, Papua New Guinea, there exists still tribes that are living how they did you know, thousands of years ago, and they're within their, within their tribe, uh, depression does not exist. So he has, I think, pretty logically figured out some of the, uh, the differences between us and them, and thought that maybe this is the, the, the reason why we are suffering from depression, and they are not. Uh, things such as just diet. They are eating things from the forest, whereas we are eating sort of uh, much, much more processed food. Uh, exercise, diet and exercise. They are hunting for their food, whereas we are going to the store to get our processed Twinkies. 
Uh, and something that I thought made even more sense was sort of a sense of community. Uh, these people have to work together in order to live <laughs> this period. And we don't really have that in our society. Like, there are people who, like, I remember a time when I was sort of freshly moved out of home. Uh, and then occasionally I would go to work and I would be the only one there. So, you know, I'd go a whole day without even talking to a single person. So you get very, uh, we live lives where it, it's not uncommon to be cut off from others. Interesting stuff it is. Folks, uh, oh, do I have time for one more? Uh, let me get a quick one in. Which is WTF with Mark Marin, a podcast. Uh, he had on uh, Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Tommy Chong and Cheech Marin. I wonder if Cheech Marin and Mark Marin are related. Probably not. Uh, it was interesting, very, very interesting to hear these two sit down and just talk about shit and sort of how they got their start. Uh, I had heard and sort of knew about it that they did not get along too well. And they're very, very frank about it. Uh, like, scarily frank about like, I, I thought at points in the interview they'd just say, fuck it, let's break up again. But, like, they, as far to say, yeah, we're not really friends in real life, and, and we didn't like each other for a long time, and so I, I think they're more in it for the, the love of the art and perhaps the business side of things than the two buds hanging out and making comedy side of things. They were one of the first uh, to have records, comedy records, so that sort of uh, exploded them onto the comedy scene. I uh, sort of vaguely recall my first experience of Cheech and Chong, and uh, I don't want to give away too many details, but it was at a friend's house at lunch uh, during high school, and we'd usually go to his house at lunch. Uh, I do not 100% remember if we had uh, perhaps smoked a little doobie beforehand, <laughs> but I seem to recall that we did. Maybe... I think we did. I think we did. Let's just say I did for the sake of the story, anyways. Uh, so then that combined with watching uh, this for the first time, it was one of the funniest things and the hardest I had ever laughed. So uh, very, very much thank you for them. <laughs> Another thing I seem to recall is that I think sort of unexpectedly my friend's uh, mother came home. <laughs> like, we were allowed to be there. We weren't allowed to be freaking high on Pond Watch watching Cheech and Chong, but I think she came home, home while we were watching it, which was no big deal, uh, as long as we didn't laugh maniacally, which I found difficult. Now, uh, just for, you know, just because I always try to be 100% honest, I'm not 100% sure if that's exactly how it happened, but I seem to recall that's how it happened, okay? Let me, let me just clarify with that statement, okay? Also, one more statement, and that is, of course, love you, dearies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. Back. We are back. Back in action. Hello again. Eight hours of work done. A dunsky, even. Which leads us back into the internets. Does it not? It does. Why do I ask a question and then immediately answer it? Because I'm here by myself driving home. The 
the missus joked the other day that uh, I should get famous people to come on the podcast, uh, as quite happens on other podcasts. And I said, mm, well, yes, obviously I'm going to do that. But the only question is, will they want to drive to and from work with me and wait in the car for eight hours? That is the question. That is the question. Maybe they could help out around work. Yeah. Why not? Do an honest day's work for once in your cotton-picking life. Okay, so where was I? Item the something. I wasn't keeping track. On my sheet it says item three, but I do not believe that is correct. Uh, what I have brought back for you is something I have brought back before. It is a California on an episode of that thing. Uh, let's call it a web series, because that's what I call things that are like this. Although, if that classification is not correct, I don't care. It's just easier. Everything's a web series. I'm driving a web series. I had a web series for lunch. Probably later we'll poop out a web series. California On starring Mr. Kasim G. What he will do... Well, he will do many things, but sort of his his old standby, I guess you could call it, is uh, he'll go down to Venice Beach, which is in California, yay, and uh, talk to the crazy people that apparently inhabit Venice Beach about a wide variety of topics each week. He does it, we'll have a different theme. This theme this week was the NSA. Oh shit, you know what? Just realized, do I know what the NSA stands for? Stands for corruption. No, uh, National Security Agency, probably? That sounds, sounds reasonable. It's a reasonable assumption that it stands for that. Uh, I don't know if there's a sort of Canadian counterpart up here. Maybe the RCMP? They dip into that kind of stuff, don't they? I don't really know. I um, do not like politics politics, they bore and depress me. It's a combination of boring and depressing. Uh, I don't vote, and I have no plans to vote. Uh, probably a lot of people listening will find that sort of attitude disgusting, but uh, what the hell? Life is short, and I'm not going to bore and depress myself if I don't have to. It is that, and this has come up a handful of times, my sort of eternal eternal struggle in search for shits and or giggles. That is what I have tried to mostly devote my life to, is the, the pursuit of shits and giggles. So uh, if things are not going to give me S and Gs, as I've decided I'd like calling them, right the second, uh, then I'll avoid them. Now kind of go with the Adam Carolla theory on this, that uh, if it doesn't make you happy and you can't make money doing it, don't do it. So, sort of feigning an interest in politics and getting involved in it does neither of those things for me. Uh, I, I suppose there is an argument somewhere, somehow, although I can't make it, that me voting will have an effect on the amount of money I take home. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's an argument there. I can't make the argument for or against, and I don't care to. So, wow, I really went on a tangent there a little bit. But tangents are allowed. I love a good tangent. It's kind of funny that I went on that tangent just because my first note about this video was uh, one of the people he spoke to was actually Canadian. 
And they said, come to Canada, was their, their quote, to sort of, I guess, avoid the NSA. Interesting. So maybe we don't, or f I, I guess I'm putting a lot of credit on the guy who said this, who's chilling at Venice Beach, that he knows that there's not a Canadian sort of version of the NSA. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. He, he had a trustworthy face. There was a part where some twerking was done, little little twerk, little twerk action. Is that new? I don't know. Uh, a common theme throughout all his discussions with these crazy Veniceites, Venice Venice Beachians, uh, was that they are all up in your business, all up in your biz, all up in your biz. And um, people didn't like that. Also, uh, another common theme that popped up was that uh, Americans are being raped by the government. Well, that's that's a shame. Don't let your government rape you. Uh, something Kasim does is he'll sort of speak with a shit ton of people, I imagine, and then he'll sort of pick and choose who was the best and most entertainment, and that will be his main video. Then he will release, usually it's three separate videos of sort of the longer versions of his talks. So uh, I brought back a little from each of those versions. Uh, the first one was he talked to a couple of blonde girls. Uh, they talked about Snapchat. Well, I, I could see how that sort of integrates with the NSA a little bit. Snapchat is this app, uh, I just heard about it a couple of weeks ago. Basically, you send pictures to random people, or do you have to know them? That part I'm not sure at. Uh, and then it just sort of goes to their phone, and uh, yes, and they don't know you, and you don't know them, and it's just sort of random pictures. So obviously a lot of sexual-related pictures being sent. The question that Kasim asked a lot of these people was, do you feel safer now knowing that the NSA is sort of monitoring, 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 Monitoring. Oh, I almost just ran over a hat in the middle of the road. And everyone said, no, they don't feel safer. If anything, they feel less safe. He then spoke with three English people. It was two guys and a girl, if I do recall. Uh, they brought up some sort of, uh, was it a scam or uh, some big news over there where uh, phones were being hacked. Apparently it was big in the news over there. I talked about thumb in your butt. I don't remember that. <laughs> Odd that I wrote down thumb and butt. And yet don't remember what that is in reference to. Not not even an idea at all. Maybe they were just talking about putting thumbs up your butt. I don't know. Next one, they also spoke of, and he spoke of this to a couple of people as well, uh, the movie Enemy of the State with Mr. William Smith. I vaguely remember seeing that back, I guess, probably when it came out in the 90s, and think I remember it was good. Is that the one with Gene Hackman? If it's the one with him and Gene Hackman, it's a good movie. Last, he spoke with a couple of girls in bikinis, yeah, uh, who were pleasing to the eye. Uh, yeah, let's leave that behind then. And move into a podcast. Ah, yes. Did a podcast this morning? WTF? Let's do a podcast now. Hey, while I'm talking on a podcast, it's a podcast palooza.
Uh, podcasting question is Comedy Bang Bang, which I have brought back a plenty of number of times. Uh, this one I wanted to bring back because it had on Mr. John Hodgman, who uh, always thought he was funny and assumed he was funny from things he had said that was funny. But uh, this was, I guess, sort of the first opportunity where I really got to got to see him stretch his comedy muscles a bit, and uh, he, he's very quick on his toes, super, super smart, and uh, many, many laughs to be had. It's that sort of classic two funny people sitting down having a chat. The second funny person, of course, being host Mr. Scott Ackerman. <laughs> Some of the shit they got into is just defies explanation. See, what I did there was said defies explanation, and then left a very long pause. Huh. If you've listened along with me talking of Comedy Bang Bang, or listened to Comedy Bang Bang yourself, which I hope you have, you will know he will, Scott Ackerman, have on a real guest. Uh, and they don't really use these terms. These are kind of the terms I use, because they, they make as much sense as anything. A real guest, so in this case, John Hodgman, and then a fake guest, in this case, based T. When I say fake guest, I mean someone, in this case, Paul F. Tompkins. Super, 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 super funny man, Paul F. Tompkins, will come on and pretend to be iced tea. <laughs> iced tea. I'd like to really hit the D in that. Not iced tea. Iced tea. Wait, is it iced tea? No, it is. There is no D in that, is it? Well, I like to call him iced T. Throw, throw the D in there. Give him the D, if you will. <sighs> Apparently, Iced T and John Hodgman both went to Yale, where they are uh, honorary um, whippin' poofs, which is some sort of uh, fraternity at Yale. The whippin' poofs. You may not be familiar with it. Oh, getting a lot of sniffs in today. Adam Carolla style sniffs. They do this thing, and it's ironically done, but hilariously done, where every time Scott Ackerman or any of his guests say, my wife, they'll always, he'll always say it and then sort of make them say it, my wife, uh, Borat style. Oh, God, that was a horrible Borat impression, was it not? Probably was. My wife. Yeah, I think that, that went slightly better. Uh, let's just, we'll do it three times. Just to sort of round it out in the hopes that the third time is the charm. Uh, I'd like to say I did not practice this, and I don't think I've ever done it. My wife! Ooh, no, didn't get better. Did not get better. Uh, the other thing he does is that when anyone <laughs> when anyone says, It's been, he'll always go, hey, It's been. As in the, oh shit. I should have looked up who's saying that. It's been. It's been. Is that Hootie and the Blowfish? Oh, God. I've embarrassed myself even further than actually doing it. Yeah, it's been... Hootie and the... Uh, I don't know who sings that. I I'm going to give up, because I'm running out of time. If you are not familiar with Iced T's work, uh, primarily probably known for his acting, quote-unquote, on the show uh, Law & Order's View... 
where he quite often works with uh, Richard Belzer. Richard Belzer is an interesting character, and I have a feeling, despite being on Law & Order SVU and kind of being a, I don't know, straight character, like a not-comedic character, is a very, very funny guy, or maybe not funny, maybe strange, maybe strange and funny, maybe a combination of both, but uh, I think I like him. I'm pretty sure. I want to get to know him. You know what I would love? Love? Love is if Richard Belzer did uh, Kevin Pollock's chat show. I would uh, I would watch that in a heartbeat. So if that ever happens, I will bring it back. So Iced T talked about how uh, Richard Belzer... Well, uh, he didn't so much talk about as Iced T and John Hodgman and Scott Ackerman sort of came to the conclusion after things sort of popping up that Richard Belzer is in fact a vampire, perhaps the Lord of the Vampires. <laughs> That's my shocked, shocked sound right there. So, what do you do when you find out your co- um, hort? Co- I was say co-star. Cohort on the television program you work on is a Lord of the Vampires? Well, you call Gary Marshall. Yes. You call Gary Marshall because apparently within the sort of lore created in the Comedy Bang Bang show, within the Gary Marshall canon, if you will, he is a uh, monster hunter, which that probably came up in an episode I listened to and I don't remember it because so much crazy shit comes up. So they called him. Now something you have to know about Gary Marshall, who is another fake guest. Uh, we're going a little behind the uh, behind the scenes here that I'm giving this away. So maybe that's a spoiler, huh? Anyways, uh, Gary Marshall, also voiced by Paul F. Tompkins. What? So uh, sort of turns out that he was kind of talking to himself. Gary Marshall talking to Ice-T there, uh, both sort of voiced by Paul F. Tompkins. Hilarity ensued. Folks guess that is going to wrap it up. Oh, you know what, why don't I just throw this in, because I have a little bit more time. Podcast, uh, in other podcasts I was sort of listening to as I was leaving work was an episode of, oh shit, see if I don't write it down, oh, uh, how did this get me, which I uh, have brought back from time to time. They did a uh, live episode of uh, their show, uh, if you are unfamiliar, they'll basically watch a movie that is usually pretty horrible. In this case, Howard the Duck. God, that was... Uh, I think Howard the Duck falls into the category of so bad that it's good. Uh, I very, very much enjoy so bad that it's good movies. So uh, that podcast always appeals to me very, very much so. And I recommend you watch it. Hmm. How about that? Just to throw it in, because I have a, a couple of seconds before I have to stop talking. So I figured, hey... Why not say something nice about another podcast? Because this is a podcast, and we are the Brotherhood of Podcasts. Which also, when I say, as I do, will make even more sense, because I will say, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. 
I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine. Live long and prosper.